Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 405. Today, we're going to talk about branding. Uh, we're going to give you some branding tips for realtors in 2023. We're going to try to hit some, some notes on this subject that we have not hit in past or recent shows. Before we dive, dive, dive deep into that subject, we are going to let John have a moment in the sun. He's going to tell you all about the various ways to get in touch with him, which by the way, if you're looking at this on YouTube, you can see one of the most interesting ways because he has always left the WP tonic on the actual screen. Oh, I have. I'm going to change so that. I'm going to change can, that. Uh, if you're wondering what I, that is. I, I am Huben, so I'm going to change that. Is, uh, there you go. That is another one of his... Uh, his podcast efforts, it's actually a much bigger show than this show as well. We're, we're growing. We're catching up. So I wasn't, I'm not going to say much, but it's a bigger show because it's one of the best known, most established shows on WordPress, on the subject of WordPress, which is what John and I both build our real estate marketing websites on. So it is related. We should, we should do a show on that, shouldn't we? We really should. Yeah, I know you just don't think of it because you're tired. You're sick to death of talking about it when you're like, but we should. We really should. Yeah, we should maybe do it next week. Oh, I need to get some guests. I've been a bit, I've been a bit lacking in that for the last couple of weeks. I can't believe the time just flies. Actually, uh, Robert, I can't. The last couple of weeks are all in a kind of blur. Actually, yeah. So um, I, I, I completely. Yeah, I need to introduce myself. Uh, I'm the joint founder of mail-right.com. We uh, make great websites on WordPress, plus we offer a CRM and a digital marketing platform. We focus on getting leads utilising Facebook, which my co-host is a specialist in. Back over to you, Robert. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get going into the subject for today, I'm announcing live, and in front, and John didn't know this either, uh, that uh, I may or may not be able to attend all of our shows in <coughs> December because I'm going on a once-in-a-lifetime trip with my best friend who has uh, three kids and has not been able to travel with me in many, many, many years. And he managed to get a very small window for us to do a winter trip in Wales where we're going to track some Arthurian legends that we've been talking about doing <laughs> for quite literally our entire lives. Well, funny uh, enough, funny enough, I was thinking of having a break in December anyway, but you are going, you're a brave man, you're going to Wales in December. That's right. That's I, right. I'm sure the weather's going to be delightful, Robert. I'm sure it, it's going to be it, delightful. It's one of those things, John, where we really, it's, it's more like this is the moment that circumstances allowed for, and we're going to take it. It's it's once and when I say it's once in a lifetime, I mean it. You know, when we were younger, he joined military service, and like there's there's always been one thing after another: marriage and kids, uh, emergencies, like you name it. We saw this window; we're taking it. That's that's it. We're just we're gonna do it. So. Uh, I'm excited to hear that may match up with plans that you had, John. That's really great news for me personally because uh, I was sweating that a little bit. Now, let's jump into today's subject, which is going to be we're going to talk about personal brand. Why don't you kick us off, John, uh, and start off with you've, you've, as usual, have done an incredible job at creating a list for us. 
So why don't you go ahead and talk about personal branding tips um, and maybe start us off with number one. Yeah, it was triggered off, Robert, because um, I saw a video. I can't remember. I'll make sure the video, um, so the person that did it gets credit. But um, a well-known uh, real estate um, personality did a great interview recently, um, and I gave you the link to it, Robert. Um, and it was about somebody that, specializes in a particular niche and that was horse ranches and she's um she has built up a, a really great she's based in Colorado and she has built up a really great niche in helping people build build well, partly because that's also one of the extra services that she provides is helping them build out properties. But in the real estate, as a real estate agent, she's built a great niche in providing people that want to buy horse ranches in Colorado. And um, it was a fascinating interview. And I, I might ask her to come on our show in the coming months. Um so um, I think that personal branding, this is this is how I would do it, and I'd be fascinating to see what, what your response is, is I think it takes time to find a niche. But what I would do is I, through my brokerage, I, I would take on normal clientele, but I would have my own website and my own website, I would concentrate on my niche, on, on the kind of clients in the niche that I want to foster. And I would do that through my own website aimed at that niche and through the brokerage and the resources that the brokerage provides. I, I would um, build, you know, still do general um, transactions that come my way, but I'd aim the focus on my own personal branded website property on my niche. And I think that's a great way of building up your niche through your website, through your content, through your social media to some degree. Um, and I think that the first step in this is to find your valued proposition and I think that's a lot easier if you do find a niche. Is this making sense, Robert? I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna play your foil. You're gonna do the list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some people some advice I've been giving over the phone for a long period of time. I've got to say that one of the most constructive things that anybody can do, no matter what kind of real estate marketing, like how you generate your leads, you knock on a door. You call somebody, you have a digital video like this, like John and I always talk about, you email. There's one thing that you can work on that would work well in every single one of those mediums. And that is going to be the unique value proposition that you bring to a relationship with a prospect. A lot of people have said a lot of things about this, like being able to communicate that value proposition in a short amount of time is oftentimes referred to as an elevator pitch. You have 30 seconds to capture somebody's attention. What do you say? Well, it's not like if you really want to do well in real estate, it's you're going to like, first of all, when it comes to value propositions, here's some a recommendation from a guy that's been doing this a long time. Don't talk about money. 
There's a lot of you out there that are discount realtors or work for Redfin, so on and so forth. I've got to tell you, you're trying to convince people that you're going to give them the same value for half the price or whatever the number is. And that doesn't logic out. It doesn't logic out. You have to sell into that proposition fairly heavily because people are going to ask the question, why are you giving me half of your revenue? Are you not worth it? That's the first objection you have to overcome that, that you created yourself by offering a discount. So if anybody wants to talk to you about a discount, let them bring it to you, which is what most of the best luxury agents do. They let the client start to negotiate. And oftentimes they, their starting point is, I don't negotiate. And then if they have somebody super persistent and you say, I don't negotiate, here's, look at this massive value proposition I give you. I come out with a, a film crew and we spend three days on the property, like recording every angle. I'm here personally, Mr. I've sold $5 billion worth of real estate over the last 20 years of my career. I'm here on your property for three whole days of my personal time. Are you trying to devalue my time? That's what you say subtly. Obviously, you don't say that directly. I would have, yeah, I would have thought you would put it, but I, I think it, I think anybody that's sensible has got the right to ask for a discount, but I think you've got the right to say no, but you say it in a respectful and you point out what you've just pointed out yourself, what you're bringing to the table, why you don't feel that you need to give them a discount, but you do it in a respectful, logical way. Um I just think everybody just needs to be a bit grown up in the discussion, basically, which unfortunately, um, as you grow older, Robert, you find a lot of people can't have a grown up, sensible discussion, can they? Yeah. And figuring out polite, respectful, but extremely clear ways to say no is a skill for every salesperson that has ever been created. Okay, we all think that we should say yes to everything that a customer is asking us. That's what we've been trained on. I'm here to tell you that is not the case. No. You don't want to say no often, but when you find a boundary that the customer is pushing, I have many, many times simply told a client, hey, listen, I respect the fact that you're asking for a discount, but I don't discount. I, don't, I have discovered that the short answer is always the best, the one that adheres to the value the most. Let them assume why that is. Explaining yourself requires, makes it sound defensive. If you're really solid on the fact that you're not going to discount, don't discount. Um, but that doesn't play into USP. So here's an exercise for everybody. John, we've already done this exercise once a long time ago. I don't know if you remember, but I started to ask you about the who, what, when, why, where of who you were. And I discovered to my surprise, you had been in the military. You'd been a boxer. We found out a lot of different things about I, you. I was only boxing that to 16, Rob. What? I was only boxing till I was 16. John, you 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 madden me with these qualifications. I know, I, do, I, know I do, but it's just we're very we we've got some similarities, but we're very different as well. You got to understand that comes from my Englishness. Okay, that. well, oh. listen, I fished. I I haven't done it in a long time, but I still consider myself a fisherman. Can why? I have all the knowledge I collected. I earned the knowledge. I went out and did the activity. I am still a fisherman. I'm I like to point. I like to, I like to point out, Robert, you are going to Wales, and of course the Welsh are a bit different. They've got their own language. 
but um, they are similar. So you, you're going to be exposed to a bit more of this Englishness, this Welshness that maddens you. Oh, I know. I know. I am. I am. I think I'm ready for it. We'll, we will find out. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the who, what, when, why, where of your own personal story. Where did you go to school? What activities did you pursue? What hobbies have you had in your life? You should create a list, an actual paper list, and start to write all this down. What books are your favorite books? Start there. Amongst all of this, find some things in there that you really love. John obviously either doesn't love boxing anymore or doesn't like to talk about it. So maybe he doesn't play into boxing. Maybe that's not, though he did have a long conversation with Tim McManus when he came on the show, who is an MMA fighter who is now making millions of dollars as a real estate agent. So who knows? But you, the people out there, if John was a real estate agent, I would call him a fool if he didn't go for the vets in the, in the U.S. Why? Because he has military service. He understands the service mentality. It is a conversation that he can get into with somebody that is fair and equal because it's part of his life experience. Maybe it's not something he's passionate about. Maybe he, do, he wouldn't do it again if he could. But you have the stuff that you've done. I advertise heavily that I am an alcoholic in recovery. I am a high school dropout. I am a seven-time entrepreneur. Why do I, am I so clear about all of that? Is that there are lots of other people that are high school dropouts who have addiction issues who are also entrepreneurs. Why? Because you've burned all the goddamn bridges behind you. John, last, because we, we've had this conversation. So figure out what your USP is and mix it into your brand. So what, what an example of that would be to say with certainty, listen, I'm kind of the punk rock guy of the real estate world. I like to give my middle finger to all the established marketing companies and services because I don't think they're actually serving their customers very well. And they're certainly not looking out after your needs first. That's that's part of my elevator pitch. Well, you a lot a lot of the services in the real estate sector, and it's understandable, they're a bit too polished. They're a bit too slick, can't they? They're a bit too. Hopefully, this is making sense, Rob. Where your your kind of positioning is, you're giving this is this is what I am. This is what you get. Um, I'm efficient. I know what I'm talking, but you're not going to get all the um, other stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. True facts. I, I, think, he's, right. I think he's typing that out. Actually, I think that was quite good. Actually, but there we go. It was, it was really good. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, uh, John, if you would, because I can I can talk about personal. Like just this, USP is is honest to God. It's it's not just a single conversation on a podcast. We should be able to write a book on it. If you wanted to say what is the most valuable thing for you to do as a service salesperson inside the real estate space, it is absolutely going to be figuring out what your unique selling proposition is. Because from that stems every single other thing that you you could theoretically do. Every other kind of marketing, every other kind of how you're going to message inside that marketing, what your tagline is. I can go on and on and on and on. Yeah. It will. It is worth the effort, folks. Honestly, because um, yeah, it just is. Because uh, you know, in a crowded market or a less getting a less crowded market, uh, um, 
it will help you individualize yourself. Uh, number two, um, number three, actually, um, the riches are in the niche. Um, well, it's linked, you know, it's linked to number the, the last thing we made we were talking about, but you know, it's counterintuitive and you can't do it straight away because it's linked to the first point. But it's also linked to getting yourself established. But the sooner you can find a niche and market, the marketing is going to be a lot easier, a lot more effective. It's what I've done in my other business. Um, I was just a general developer when I first come to America. And then about seven, eight years ago, I found a niche. And I've been gradually, it's taken a long, lot longer to build a business. Rob will tell you about that as well. Um, but the quicker that you find a niche uh, that resonates with your marketing position, you, which we just discussed, I think the... And but there's a lot of pushback because a lot of people say there isn't the work, there isn't enough out there for for me to find it. I am very resistant to that. I think in almost every area you can find a niche. What do you reckon, Robert? I think that's true. I think that a lot of people are exercising a failure in imagination and specificity. There are a million like niches that are inside an area. I don't know why, but realtors only think of the big broad ones. Like a niche could be uh, teachers in Van Nuys. Like that's a niche, maybe not a big one. Maybe there aren't a lot of teachers in Van Nuys. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go along. Business owners in Van Nuys that want to buy a second home. There's a million fuck. There's a million niches. Uh, there honestly is. Because when you start to identify a type of customer that you like working with, there is a very large set of incredibly successful real estate salespeople that give up on every other kind of prospect and say, how do I find more of this person? Luxury agents have done that. Their niche is super wealthy people. Oftentimes, luxury agents behind the scenes have a network of friends that are focused on music, as an example. I know a luxury agent that mostly does music stars, and Justin Timberlake and all those other people, and, and half of them are all the same agent. Half of them. Why? They spend all their time networking in those, those scenes. They have a dream job if you want to go see live music, if you're into music, because they go to every concert. They're always present. They're always there. They're always supportive. When you think about it, if, if you love music, if you love that industry and you want to do business with those people, that's a great niche for you to be in. It may take a while for you to break in, for sure, but you will love it. Your life will be worth living if you do. I agree with you, John. There's a hundred niches, no matter where you go. And I just do um, before we go for our break. Um, I think the other factor is you can utilize your digital presence to have a niche that's a bit broader than your geo area if you wish to. Don't have to. But you like you could be based in Los Angeles and then utilize what we talked about last week about Google um, for your kind of local clientele. But you could have a speciality that for a particular niche that covers the whole of the LA area. You know that's that's how I would be looking at it in a way. 
Um, but there's various ways of doing it, isn't there, Robert? Absolutely. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, from our break, we're going to talk about writing out a basic brand strategy, talk about consistency. We can talk about some of our conclusions as it relates to building out a personal brand. This We can talk about this in many different ways. I will say this. We're also going to hear from me over and over and over again that in this millennium, most brands are based on information. That it's less on the visual, it's less on the font, it's less on the car that you drive and the less on the background that you have in your websites and a lot more on the information that you're providing to the to the people that you serve and doing it digitally. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the MailRite Show. Here we go. We'll be right back. All right. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started Welcome today. back, ladies Go and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, we hope that you had a great cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, you grabbed your little cheeseburger on the break uh, when you're driving through the drive through Whatever it is you're doing, we hope that you did it and did it uh, well in this uh, ensuing 30 seconds that we took a break. John and I are back and we're talking about building a personal brand uh, in for realtors in 2023. We're going to talk about writing out a basic brand strategy. Why don't you go ahead and jump us into the subject? Well, I think just writing down some of the things that we discussed in the first, I'm the worst of this, but, I, 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 but I've learned the hard way. I think crucial things, it's best to write but it doesn't have to be war and peace. You're not going to get that with me. It's going to be bullet points and short paragraphs. But I think that has a benefit anyway, because I, I think a lot of the time you can overwrite something like this. So it doesn't have to be a, a really very, very long document. But I, I think having what your what the key things that you that individualize yourself in the market, what is your niche? What are the basic, um, I think also the one thing I would disagree with you, only partially though, is you're saying that it's all about, not all about, but to a high degree about content. And in some ways I do agree with you there, but I think when I was doing my master's in the UK in graphic design and communication, I think the one thing that people forget is the reason why imaging images are important is the, how the human brain um, can absorb a message from an image much more quicker than they can absorb a message from the written text. And um, they can absorb subconscious messages or conscious messages from visualisation much more quicker. He's gritted a little bit. He's working a little bit. Uh, Rob, I don't know if that is, uh, he totally disagrees with me. Or, uh, but that that was one of the things that was hammered in when I was doing my MA uh, many, many years ago. Too long ago, Rob. I think that there there is now and always will be something to be said for visual style. Uh, Apple has become the biggest, most successful brand on the face of the planet for exactly that reason. I am not one to poo-poo historic or traditional design. I am going to say that for the average realtor in a crowded marketplace, um, 
yeah, night branding is nice. What would really set you apart, though, that you're more in control of and is less expensive by far, is going to be the information that yeah. you put out into the marketplace. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, um, you know that's that's just that's it. That's just it. Like, yeah. like, but there's no arguing with like Joan Joan Joni Ivy or whatever his name is, the lead designer that that like Steve Jobs found that guy when he was still young. And never, ever, ever, ever until the day he retired allowed anybody else to be head of design at Apple. Just totally fell in love with the guy's design style. Had a couple whiffles during his career, but for the most part is the most iconic designer in history. And yes. so there is that people don't know necessarily because they don't realize that all of their like products that they love so much have been designed by the same guy. So... I, I design matters, man. That's all it comes down to. But but how many people have the genius for that kind of design? Because I'm only talking yeah. about one guy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think we I think it was kind of driven into me by my my main lecturer is he was a working professional at the time. Um I was lucky with my MA that most of the um lecturers were working in the field. So they weren't they actually were making money at the same time. Um, is that, you know, that that's the nitty-gritty, getting a, a message over through a visualisation. Um, it's not about all the arty-farty side of it to some degree. Um, but, yeah, but I, I do totally agree with you. The content, um, the value, the information is more more important. Well... It's a balance, basically. So, so what would you? What do you think um, should be in a, a basic brand strategy? So, when we're writing out a basic brand strategy, okay, here's how you do it from a technical perspective. Anybody who fucking is going to talk to you about brand strategy is going to sit here and start off with, "Who is your like targeted client?" And there's word fancy, fancier words for that. Like persona, the persona. Yeah, they're going to they're use fancy words, which I don't, I dislike strongly. It's who is your target client? That's well, it. I bet you start using a lot during these podcasts then, Ben. Oh. <laughs> you, do, you do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so it's, it's it, but you could ask some questions about that person once you think you've dialed them in. I want to do business with car mechanics in, Nor- in Nor- Norwalk. Okay, so that's all right. So who is that person? Then that's persona. What do they do? What do they care about? What are they? What are they? What are they into? Uh, because all of these questions is going to help you design your personal brand. It's first, who do you want to do business with? And if you don't know the answer to that question, a useful hack is to say, okay, I don't know who I want to do business with. All right, fine. Where do you want to do business? Every single realtor in the country should be able to answer that question. Where Pick at least one spot and then ask yourself the question of, is there a predominant persona, John, in that spot? Are like Florida, you got it easy, man, because so many of your communities are going to be retirees and snowbirds. Like It's going to be a big percentage no matter where you go. Occasionally, you're going to have additional persona elements such as Jews, uh, Cubanos, the list goes on. Just depends on what part of Florida that you're in. Uh, Boca Raton, big Jewish community, and Cuban community, both. You just have to, just depends on which part of the city that you're in. 
So do any of these things impact your brain? Do you care about any of those things? Do any of them resonate with you? Because if the answer is you're a highly Judaic realtor who cares very much, sends all your kids to, you know, a, like a, a Jewish whatever school. My family's Jewish, so they're going to shoot me if they ever see this podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, go, go through the bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah and all those different things. And you're going to do all of that. Why in the world wouldn't you maybe associate that, tie that into your brand? Because you've got a built-in marketplace for prospects when you go out to Temple. I don't understand why you wouldn't include it as part of your brand. So, um, and the same thing is true for those of you who are single family. I have uh, one of my favorite couples in my entire catalog of clients right now is a young married couple with six kids wow. and they're super fit and super beautiful and super uh, religious, which is very unusual for me to connect with people who are deeply spiritual according to a particular genre of re religion. I'm more spiritual in general. The thing is though, is that they own it. They really deeply own it. They're not, they move to Nashville. They own the lifestyle. They're super out there about like their philosophies and having kids and, and serving both God and their children. It is part of their brand and they wear it really, really well. I normally don't like it. But honestly, if I'm going to separate out any personal feelings and go, and I look at them, if I'm Christian, they're my realtors, man. I mean, they're beautiful. They're driven. They, they're, they walk the talk. They've got all the things in line. They, and they see, and they have amazing reviews from every, like they, they do the thing. They do, they live the Christian life. And so it's part of their brand, right? I know, John, I don't usually talk about this and I apologize to everybody who's listening to the show. It's not a thing I usually talk about, but if you're going to do a brand, you should have... Well, yeah, I know, what, I know what you're saying. It, yeah, I totally understand. It's, it should just match. When somebody calls you, you should not have to be somebody other than who you are in order to do the work that you want to do. Would well, if only I could, my, my, my business career would have been a lot more successful, but I just can't do it. So you just get you just get this nonchy, bolshy English geezer, don't you? So there right. you go. So yeah. your, your branding, if, it, if you were ever to ask me, should be to lean deeply into that. Hey, I'm a cranky English guy, but I happen to know WordPress and all this other stuff pretty well. And you should, you should talk to me if you have those questions because I'll tell you one thing you'll get with me. You'll probably get an opinion that's almost too honest for your comfort. That's your brand. You could, just, you could even use that as your tagline. An opinion that's too honest even for your own comfort. All right. I use that for my girlfriends. Be consistent. I forgot what that term where you're, you got your own What's that term, Rob, where you're on multiple channels at the same time? Oh, I forgot the term. Oh, I can't. But consistent, you know, you're on social media, you're on, you know, your email list, all the stuff. If you've been listening to this podcast regularly, folks, all the stuff that we've discussed, you know, having a consistent message, um, having all your all your social media, your online materials aimed at your niche target. And can you see, folks, that it come, if you've done 
the things that we've discussed earlier in this episode, if you've done that work, it just becomes a lot more easier to make sure the content you're producing matches up to your niche and your proposition. I think I'm on the right track there, Rob. He looks he looks in agreement, folks. I do because I listen. I I just think it doesn't really matter. Like I also could have done a lot more business. I could be doing a lot more business right now. I could be doing five times the amount of business. I could be doing tens of millions of dollars worth of business if I was a different human. I'm not, and I've I'm done apologizing to anybody, especially myself. Though I love who I am. I'm a really weird little guy that does a very specific thing and does it very well. And I don't, I don't apologize for that any more than you should be apologizing for whatever kind of English bloke that you are. We are each what we want to be. And, and what I love is when people call me and they know full well who I am because I've put it out there honestly and transparently. And, and they're looking for exactly that. Like they're looking for a little rebel without a cause inside the real estate bit, you know, industry. They're looking for a guy who's, whose ethics are everything and is not going to sell out, you know, for, for money, even, even if it defies logic about why I wouldn't just because I won't. That's, that's it. So be consistent in your messaging, I think is what we're about ready to say. Whatever you decide, it is well worth your time to spend two, three, four more times than you think is necessary to identify thoroughly who you are. Because I promise you this, if you do get a brand and you do get a following and people do start to pay attention to you, you'll get addicted to the business or the success. If you change your brand mid-stroke, you're really going to change up a lot on a lot of people. Try to be as certain as you know how to be before you get started, before you do all the video and everything that John and I talk, before you drop 10,000 letters into the mail to everybody, you should understand thoroughly who you are. My favorite part about all my, my successful realtors, that most of them, 90% of the hyper successful realtors, dear God, John, do they know who they are? They really know who they are. They know you are going to get a very distinct flavor when you reach out to them. And like service and professionalism at the highest levels is is a given. It should and it should be. It's just a given. So it does come down to the branding flourishes on top of that. Are you a pet lover? Are you because because everybody at the highest level of their profession is going to do a good job. The question is, do you like doing business with them? Are you really going to have a good time? And that's where personal branding, I think, plays. How about you? Yeah, I think. I think if you do the things that we've gone through in this podcast and think about it and approach Rob, or if you want to chat with me, um, if you do the things, and I wish I'd done all this early in my business career, um, when I came to the, not because I was in retail in the UK, and there was some of this, but especially when I came to America when I was starting out my own business, I think... And especially, it kind of the niche in my other business, then Mailwright, is in definitely in a niche. Um, it, I wish I had done it earlier because it would have the business would have been done well earlier. Um, so, I, I really think people should really listen, listen to this podcast and really follow what Roberts suggested because. I think it really will make a big difference. 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a lot of fun talking to you about personal branding. I think that that either it depends on where you are in your career. If you're a luxury agent with many, many years of experience and you're thinking about changing your USP, I am certain that I am more qualified than most other people to have that conversation with you. If you're at the beginning of your career, maybe even the beginning middle, and you're trying to figure out a basic brand, I think that either John or I could probably be serve you, but John's probably more available to me. So I'd try him first. Um, having Establishing a brand is very similar to the idea of establishing a business. Because oftentimes you think of a business you want to pursue, and then you kind of think of, uh, about brand is kind of like, well, how am I going to pursue that business? Like where you know John developed his, his brand, I think, a lot through these podcasts. We de- designed and developed uh, a... Well, we, he... Designed and developed a like a, a an idea of surrounding male right, what, who he's going to serve and who that persona was, and it happened over time. And now I think he really knows. I think he's really got it dialed in about who he is. And my thing the same way. I did. I've been done this for fifteen years. I know exactly who I'm looking to talk to, but it didn't happen overnight. I'd say it took me five years to figure out exactly the kind of client that I really like doing business with inside the real estate world and trying to find that guy and gal. Like I love certain types of personalities and I'll talk to them for hours and it's not a day at work for me. I just enjoy the conversation. So I seek those people out. Um, John, uh, where... Just to, just, just to finish off, I think the reason you can invest that time is a lot of your clientele, I get this impression, is a lot of your clientele, when they're with you, they're with you for a very long time. Correct. Correct. Multiple, yeah. year, multiple years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, we have churn, just like any other marketing company, but but many, many, many of my clients stay at, stay at like my longest client is 12 years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, they stay with us, stay with me in particular a long time. And I, um, think, and I think that's linked to this conversation, isn't it? Absolutely. Like I enjoy them, they enjoy me, and and oftentimes uh, we we the marketing that we do has an ebb and an ebb and flow. At times, I've been cracking home runs, you know, and at other times we haven't been doing as well. And what holds the glue of the relationship together is I enjoy them, and there's relatability, and they enjoy me, and they enjoy the brand I build too, which is another interesting thing because I find people that match my personality. And it takes me a long ass time to do it, John. It's not easy. I, spe- I That's why I went to the Philippines. I had to interview lots and lots of people to find one, actually two. One, one that I recruited new, somebody from internally. And probably I pick people that nobody's going to expect. One of the two people I picked t- is tatted all the way up through the neck. And uh, I really... Do you think that would suit me, Rob? Fucking fantastic, actually. Yeah. Deadly serious. You should get a lot of tribal tattoos, especially on your head. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 look into, I look into that, Rob. I promise you all, when I see this show... Should I, should I have Merlin on my forehead? <laughs> should you do what on your forehead? Mer- Merlin. Yeah! Or Stonehenge. Yeah. Sto- like a picture of Stonehenge. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Rob. Thanks for that. No problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to wrap the show up. John, if people would like to reach out to you, how would you like them to go about doing it? I'll just go to the mail-right.com website. I try. I tried to get the mail-right, um, one word, .com, but the geezer that's got it, it's the direct mail 
physical mail. He he won't he uh, he's adamant he won't sell it to me. So it's got to have hyphen. I suppose I could get mail mail write something else, but I didn't. I thought just hyphenate it and then keep the com. So it's mail hyphen write dot com, and you can book a demo with me personally, or book just have a chat. Love to hear from you, folks. Back over to you, Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to learn anything more about me or or find out about SEO or marketing or a thousand other subjects, uh, inboundrem.com is actually a great place to do all of that. I have two places with a deep message about me that will give you, will lead by example and show you what I mean by personal branding. It's on my services page, my about page. I have two long form videos that talk in depth about who I am as a person and, and basically see me leading you by example. And inbound REM has generated millions of dollars without advertising in service revenue based on the strength of a single guy with a single personal brand. And I have guided my clients to far more revenue than I've earned earned myself. My success is actually a reflection of everybody else's success. So without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in. John and I deeply appreciate it. Um, We'd love it if you shared the show with your realtor friends. We would love it if you called us. We would love it if you emailed us. You can email me at robert at inbound.com if you have uh, .com if you'd like. Take us off. 